Hello, everybody. This is RNG PC. We are a D&D podcast, but there is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random playable characters that have fleshed-out backstories. Last week, I created a brooding fighter that's collecting butterflies. But why? You'll have to listen to find out. Today, we have Jake creating a brand new character for us to explore. Welcome to our show. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. How's it going? I like it. I see what you did. You didn't, instead of removing the second welcome, you removed the first one. Yes. Nice. That's smart. Because I, th- I think the second welcome is better than the it first. Is. Yeah, it's fair. I like how you took the note and you, you found the solution that best fit it. Instead I'm of very coachable. Yeah. That's why I had very mediocre sports success in high school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very nice. Um, yes. Well, I, d- I did bring the character this week. Do we not have a banter discussion? Did you not have anything in here for this? I mean, if I were to just Woof. sit here and not say a word, yeah. you would just speak for the next 10 minutes. That's so not I don't think I really need one. True. That's not. That's I, I'm sorry true. I'm such a good conversationalist. I would challenge you to sit no. here in silence for 10 minutes. That's good podcasting. That's good podcasting is what that would be. I don't think you could do it is what I think. Mm, I don't know. Are we trying it? Is this what's happening? No, Are we doing this live? Not, no. no. <laughs> we're not doing that. Oh, no. man, I got a tickle in my nose. I might sneeze. Oh, I no, apologize if that happens. Okay. All right. Um, um, God, well, we got to think well, of something. Well. Yeah. Well. Um, this weekend's Mother's Day. Are you bringing anything? Well, it is. I would say, say this tomorrow, tomorrow's when, Mother's Day, and that is uh, two weeks ago now at this point. Because yeah. this episode is coming out on today, the 22nd of May. <laughs> oh, I didn't change the... Sorry. I didn't change the top of my calendar, so my calendar still says it's April above me. It's not That's right. hilarious. Oh. You know what I really, really struggle with, and I don't know why I can't get better at it? Pooping? No. Oh. I'm really... That's really consistent and normal for me. That's good. Um, But I really struggle with remembering which month number is March and which number is May. They're both the same to me. That I don't know why. Is it because of the M's? You just mix up the yep. M's? Think- and they're too close to each other. They're not far enough apart. They're They're a month apart. Yeah, it's too close. So like I'm really struggling. At, I'm struggling at work right now because at work I can, based on what, depending on what kind of um, like documents submitted to me, I can accept documents from March, but it's May. So like I have to make sure I'm inputting the correct dates and do like zero three instead of zero five. And I I'm constantly counting on my fingers like January, February, March. Okay, yeah. three. Yeah. And just uh, that's what all normal adults do. Oh, so you also struggle with this? I don't struggle with the M thing, but I struggle with what number of the month it is. I'm like, cool, it's May. Yeah, January, February, March, April. Okay, fifth month of the year. The specific ones what? that I don't do that with are ones I have, like, uh, uh, birthdays, where I have family members that have birthdays. Okay. So, like, um, March so let me ask you. Go ahead. What's, uh, what's September? What month September? It's nine. That's, that's my birthday. It's nine. I'm going to know Duh. that because almost every fucking thing asks me for my birthday and I have to type it in. So I'm aware that's, that's true. the ninth month of the year. That's true. Okay. That's what me. about June? That one's uh, six because my sister's birthday is in that month. So so here's where I challenge you <laughs> to be better if you struggle okay. with months. Yeah. Can't you at least not remember the month before and after an important event? I mean, maybe. So if you know June is six, then what's July? You know, like or what's clearly um, May twelve? Yeah, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean I I struggle. I struggle. I struggle at the beginning of the year because nothing important happens between January and like fucking June. 
But like those are. <laughs> Uh, January is one though. Like that's, January is one. It's really easy. You're yeah. right. February two fourteen. You got you got Valentine's Day, March yeah, St. Patty's Day. Like, well, and that's again for my mom's birthday is in March, so I, I know that's the third. April's where it March, starts getting dicey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's nothing important in April or May. Memorial you know, Day's I, coming up. I got three day weekends, but that's yeah. about it. You know, what I would say the worst part is I struggle with May, but my dad's birthday's in May, and uh, it's I, gonna be May. Uh, how ooh, can you forget the ooh. best meme month? To be fair, I don't know if you saw it on our Discord, but I almost did. I almost forgot it was meme month until one of our, our great, great friends, uh, he's, a, he's a saint of a person, uh, reminded me that it was indeed going I, to be And then I, co- I, I covered for you. I, I, I appreciate it. Which, you know what's great then, is because of that, I made a bunch of memes in there about it's going to be May, and as somebody that has access to overwatch key art i was able to actually pull down the character may and use her as well so it was official overwatch key art that i then was able to photoshop justin timberlake's face on and i started circulating that meme through my work slack chats as well so that was great and they're like wait what is that whose face is on them like it's justin timber may how can you not see clearly who this is? And then I took that Justin Timber May, and when I was making thumbnails for the May Melee, I kept sneaking her in to the different thumbnails just to see if the producers would notice. And the first time they're like, who the fuck is that? What if I was like, it's Justin Timber May. How does no one see that it's Justin Timberlake's face on May? This is so clear to me. Like, I think the thing you screwed up with making those is you didn't leave his ramen hair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. that's the most iconic part of that, like mm. that gener- that that era of Justin Timberlake is the mm. ramen noodle hair. Yeah, and you cut that out. It's for, well, yeah, I had to I, I, again with trying to put it on the May. It was tough, and plus, I think the image I pulled down with the face since I was doing it so like just half hat, like just came out of nowhere and, and giggling I, the whole time. Oh, oh, just joyously giggling. <laughs> um, I didn't get a good picture with the hair. It was just the face, the you know, the creepy like eyes and like look that they go with that meme. You know, yeah, you know, it's gonna yeah. be May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that was the thing. Who'd have thought, dude? Picture. Who'd have thunk like what the internet would have become or became? I don't know what content, what's uh, what tense to use there, but like I think it's becoming. You know, Justin Timberlake in sync, killing it. You know, internet's not a thing really. Just starting out, and then you know, twenty years later, it's a meme that no one's ever going to forget. <laughs> There's people that were born probably a decade or more after NSYNC was a band who know probably that song because of that meme. You know, yeah. like, it's That's just a, ridiculous. That is a safe assumption. And the best part, too, is I love that it's a mispronunciation or misunderstanding of what he's actually saying that became the meme. Yeah. Like, well, uh, see, the reason why, like, so here's some knowledge for you. Chelsea ooh, taught me this because she's gone through it. some singing um, courses and stuff like throughout high school. It's really not a good sound to extend the E vowel. Like if you're singing like me, that's just like a monotone, really gross noise, especially if you're like a good singer and isn't you're that, singing at a really that high part, pitch. But isn't that part of the like warm up, like do, re, mi, fa, so, la? Yeah, that's, that's, that's sure. That's part of warming up your vocal cords. But if you're singing a song and you just hit that hard E and you hold out a long note in a song, it does not sound good. So singers are deliberately taught to make it more of an A sound. So like it's going to be me was mm-hmm. it's going to be May. It's like it's they, they bastardized the E a little bit okay. because it's going to be me. Okay, Sounds like you're an alien. So, you know? so then what's Tom's excuse for Yed? Tom has a speech impediment. I don't know what Tom's <laughs> excuse is. 
<laughs> because sometimes when you're singing, it's really hard to enunciate the next letter of a word. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> I'm you know what I so sorry. <laughs> Speaking of enunciating the next word, I struggle with enunciating hard K sounds. And then if the next word starts with that same sound, like like, like, like back crack, you know what I'm saying? Like something like oh, that. I was like going to say. What were you going to say? say? Like knock, knock? <laughs> no. That's different. But like if I'm reading, for example, like if I'm reading an audio book and I'm recording mm-hmm. myself, I want to try to – I'm not trying to like enunciate like I'm a robot, but I'm trying to make sure I don't Midwestern mumble. Sure. And, and sometimes words – end so harshly and the next word also begins so harshly that i have to almost take like an awkward pause to make sure i'm not mashing those words together you know you know yeah. what i'm trying to say a little bit have You're i from told the midwest you know yeah i've been there i grew up there i know what it is there's no accents yeah. there just mumbles um yeah. have have you heard the story about um stephen fry struggling to read the audiobook of uh harry potter when it first was coming out no so I believe this is true. I think parts of the internet have maybe said it's not as true, but I think J.K. Rowling has at least said it was a thing because it's a feud between Stephen Fry. Who, are you familiar with who Stephen Fry is? I'm familiar with the name, but I couldn't tell you anything about him. Uh, okay, so he's a well-known British like actor and voice. He was in uh, uh, V for Vendetta. He's the guy that uh, is the closeted uh, homosexual. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so he's, he's also really known for his voice because he's a very nice voice. And so... It was a big get for J.K. Rowling with the first few books before it blew up um, to get somebody like Stephen Fry to read it. And I think it was the first three he was reading. And there was some phrase, and I don't, I can't remember the phrase for the life of me, but he struggled to connect the two parts of it. And he, again, was very much like for you, how you had to like, you know, stop and do that. So he gave a note back to her and he was just like, hey, can I just say something else here? Can I say this instead of that? And, you know, do you mind if you don't? have that as much in any of the further books you want me to read and she was like no just read it it's there like that's what i want you to have and she's like yeah but you know it's really it's difficult for me i think i'm just gonna ch- i think i don't know if he ended up changing into one but he did something that upset her <laughs> so she went out of her way to put it in the rest of the books more just so that when he did have to read them <laughs> he was tripping over it anytime he would try to read it um and i think stephen fry has since said that's not true. That didn't really happen. And JK's like, it kind of happened. That was kind of really a thing. That was, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Jesus. But at least that's what your your struggles of back cracking uh, made me think of. So Yeah, that, that's just the first thing I could think of. I don't have sure. a good example off the top of my head. Sure. Yeah, no, it's hard. Audiobook reading can be it can be difficult if you don't want to mumble. So I feel like I would zone <laughs> out. I feel like I would just like fall asleep. I feel like you would zone out too, especially with like... <laughs> I mean, you read on stream, and mm-hmm. you have to read. You read for yourself because your mind, because your brain can't stop and read words. Yep. So you're you, when you're reading, you're reading for yourself, not for other people, and it's Correct. not good. I'm not going to lie no. to you. It's not yeah. good. No, I know. I need to. I need to actively tell myself no. Read each word individually. Like I need to for because I I get so into it that what it feels like is happening is i'm trying to guess where the sentence is going without actually just looking at the words and it's it, i don't i don't know what it yeah, is you, i'm sure it's some form of something but you know whatever no child left behind just push me right through that school system i don't think you were that bad but, no uh, you know i made jokes so it was fine <laughs> all right we did it. We found a we found a something to banter about. Proud of us. We always do. It was I'll talk about audiobooks all day long. 
Ooh. I already talked last week. I brought up how I auditioned for a sex book. Sex so books. we'll see how. I still haven't heard from that. You but know it's only been a day since we recorded that. So it was, but because, thanks to the magic of time travel, sure. It's now been two weeks for everyone else, or one week, I guess, for them. But two weeks from when we're recording. Man, time's weird. Fuck time. Are we good? It's a flat circle, <laughs> just like the Earth, dude. Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> Have you seen? So last thing I'll say. Oh God. If anyone wants to be so generous as to donate a T-shirt purchase to the podcast that I would wear on stream all the time, there's a shirt on Amazon or Redbubble or something that just says "Flat Mars Society." <laughs> it's just a picture, just a picture of like the flat surface of Mars, <laughs> and I kind of really want it. It's, it makes me chuckle. I can tell. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> it brings you joy. It's funny, damn it. I'm glad it makes you happy. All right, everyone needs something. Yeah, we're moving on. All right, I'm clearly (laughs) my level of humor is too eclectic for you. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Impending Duff, thank you for your patronage. This is the new copy for the Patreon spot. It's super loud and creative and witty. If you too would like to have your name shouted out here, like the amazing Impending Duff. Simply go to our patron, which is patreon.com slash rngpc, and we too will talk about how amazing you are. And if you have a Twitch channel like Impending Duff, where he paints awesome miniatures, we'll shout that out there too. So, go ahead and get over to our Patreon and continue to support us like Impending Duff does and allow us to make amazing content. Thank you again, Impending Duff. Okay. Um, did you open the sheet yet? No. Good. Can you see what the name of it is? Yes. What is it? Bowser. Cur- uh, yeah. You're making, oh, you're making Bowser. Got it's it. Bow, sir. So, so you brought a turtle. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. I what else? What else would Bowser be? He's got a lot of. He can shoot fireballs. So Ooh, you could have gone true. a magic caster, uh-huh. but he is t- typically just a swiper, no swiping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so maybe a monk Ooh. with the hand-to-hand combat. Interesting. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what kind of class you bought. So you what? Brought. What I will say is, I did not start with. Ooh, I'm gonna make Bowser. I kind of discovered it along the way. <laughs> okay. So, so it wasn't like it was the full inspiration, um, and it's not what I'm aiming for with this. But I think. That's at least I'm like you know what this could be like a Bowser like thing, which I'll get into the, okay. the points of it where I think it could be something like that. Um, so yeah, if you want to go ahead and open it, we can start. So I'll start with the race, which you already guessed correctly. I decided to bring Tortle, um, which we've only made one of. So I was like, okay, it's gonna be fun to make another Tortle. Um, and the where the inspiration did start this week for me was last was it two weeks ago at this point when I brought the least used. Um, classes and races and all that Mm -hmm. i found the fighter uh subclass of rune knight and i really wanted that to be the way that character went but it just didn't make sense and so i didn't want to force it there so instead i wanted that to be the starting point here so i started with rune knight um and the reason i like that so much is it's one it's from tasha's so it's a new new subclass that you can get and the thing that I enjoyed about it is that it's based in, like, giant lore. So, essentially, in some way, you've come across giant, like, cave writings and rune inscriptions that you have studied. And you can now embed or imbue into different weapons or, or, uh, or uh, uh, 
I think it just says tools, objects. Uh, whenever you finish a long rest, you can touch a number of objects equal to the number of ruins you know and inscribe a different ruin onto each object. So it's not even necessarily a weapon, just something you have on you. Because okay. then what it lets you do is you get certain things for uh, saving throws. So like the cloud ruins as the rune emits uh, the deceptive magic used by some cloud giants. While wearing or carrying an object inscribed with this ruin, Rune, you have advantage on dex uh, sleight of hand checks and charisma deception checks. In addition, you at one point, uh, in addition, when you are a creature you can see within 30 feet is hit by an attack, you can use your reaction to invoke the rune to choose a different creature within 30 feet of you other than the attacker. The chosen creature becomes the target of the attack using the same role. This magic can transfer the attack's effects regardless of the attack's range. Once you invoke this rune, you can't do it again until you finish a short or long rest. So it's just kind of like fun, different, and there's a bunch of them. There's six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six. And some you get access to at higher levels, which give you more different things like that to do. But they all have like a passive kind of effect that give you advantages on different types of checks. And then they have something you can do in battle with them as well. So... I thought that was kind of fun, and it allows you to kind of, depending what you think the day might be, prepare certain... Like, you can have, I think, two of these to start. Yeah, and then you can go up to three, and then you can have them overlap and kind of have multiple effects that layer. That was cool, but then also... So I'm I'm confused. You... This is a starting point? Yes. It's not something that's concrete? What do you mean? No, it is set. This is what I wanted the subclass to be. Okay, I thought what? you were saying like, oh no, 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 well, no. I brought this, but we're gonna, we're gonna move on to something else. No, so no, 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 no. This is what it is. I wanted to explore gotcha. this class because I liked okay. how the lore was built, kind of into it with this thing of like, okay, they in some way, shape, or form were eventually exposed to giants. Whether it was gotcha. they just learned it through a normal means, or they themselves found it, or something like that, we could figure out. Gotcha. But they learned that knowledge from giant stuff. But okay. the main thing I so really two, liked. So two fighters in a row. Got it. But they're going to be completely different, goddammit. And we only made one before this. (laughs) I know, I'm just teasing. Um, But also with that, with what I really liked and what I was excited about with the Gnome we made last time is they have the ability for one minute to, as a bonus action, they can create... (laughs) Their size can grow to large. So most humanoid creatures are medium. And, like, halflings and gnomes are small. So I was excited for, like, ooh, imagine it's a small creature growing two sizes to large. Large creatures yeah. are at least 10 feet tall. So, like, it's it's not huge, but it's definitely bigger. And mm-hmm. I, I loved that idea. So I was trying to think, like, is there a way just to bring, like, a smaller race and have it grow? Would that be more fun? Um, but then I was just kind of like, you know what? I think it would just be fun to see a, a, a creature grow like that. And so that's where... This is where the Bowser thing came in because I was like, oh, a turtle growing in size to large that Bowser kind of is huge. Like in some ways, like he's much bigger than everyone else there and he can grow and shrink kind of in some of the games. Right. That happens. I'm not crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't think he shrinks ever. I think That's he's like, like he's bigger though than mario right so like when he grows yeah, to large this guy would be bowser mario. okay so that's the thing so when he grows he would be like bowser okay anyways the only time they're even remotely close to the same size is in the super mario rpg but that's because they only had like eight bits to work with but isn't he the same size in mario party 2 and mario kart ish ish but in any any solo mario game like like um uh like mario 64 
or Galaxy or Sunshine or anything like that. He's humongous. Okay, well then I guess I guess I'm wrong. This isn't Bowser like it. I mean, when he grows, he's Bowser like. <laughs> That's he can it. Be baby. I mean, there's baby Bowser. That's true. That's true. Um, the one thing I will say too is min maxers out there. This might be something to keep an eye on because <laughs> with the giant might when you grow. Once, once, uh, once on each of your turns, one of your attacks with a weapon or an unarmed strike deals an extra one d six damage. So this is just at third level you get access to this. So it's not right off the bat, but at third level, you can add that d six to any attack. And then with Tortles, this stacks on top of their normal unarmored attack is like a slashing claw attack, which allows them to deal one d four plus their strength. So depending how you want to combine those two with your DM, I think it would just be plus strength once. But you would roll a D4 and a D6, potentially doing, at most, 10 damage um, right off the bat, not even plus your strength. So mm. that's... Those are a lot of numbers. Just saying. That, like, that's what min-maxers generally try and find, is things like that no, that overlap and stack. Um, I'm just being sarcastic because I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Well, but I'm sure some... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm doing a lot of talking because I was excited about a lot of this in the beginning. Um, no, I'm. So, <laughs> I feel like I'm being rude, and I feel like I need to justify why I'm being rude. I was just joking about the numbers. You started talking numbers, and I was like, I can't keep up without seeing numbers in front of me. So okay. that's why I okay. stopped listening to numbers. But you have me. I'm here. I'm present. Okay. Well, I'm. So that's it. That's. I'm the, excited. That's the. That's the class. That's the race. Brought those two things. Got two Dope. more. Two more. I, also I like brought. the Bowser. I like this. I like the potential for the Bowser inspiration. Okay. okay. All right. What are the other two things? So I brought the background. Lay it on me. Brought the background, and I brought. This week, instead of going with the the wiki dot, like, you know, um, uh, those backgrounds that are created on there and that we've used before, I was like, you know, we haven't used, like, a baseline one in a while. So I looked through, they suck. I looked through them and tried to find one that kind <laughs> of made sense with this, and I liked Outlander. So with okay. Outlander, it's, you grew up in the wilds, far from civilization and the comforts of town and technology. You've witnessed the migration of herds larger than forests, survived weather more extreme than any city dweller could comprehend, and enjoyed the solitude of being the only thinking creature for miles in any direction. Hmm. The wilds are in your blood. Whether you were a nomad, an explorer, a recluse, a hunter-gatherer, or even marauder, even in places where you don't know the specific features of the terrain, you know the ways of the wild. Okay. So, like, it's just kind of out in the wilderness. And, like, I thought that would kind of cool with a turtle. Like, that makes sense because they're usually, like, when I was looking up their backgrounds and, like, how they're, where they're born and where they grow, they like to wander and kind of go out after they reach, like, adulthood. Um, yeah. And I think it gives us some fun stuff to figure out, okay, when were they exposed to the giant stuff? Did they find it? Or is it something that was passed down through the family? And so we can roll on that within here as well as there's the origin. Um that goes into like what type of outlander they were so okay yeah have we as i'm reading through outlander we've used this once before haven't we i or think ha- or am i mistaken we've used far traveler which is i think okay. similar and then also we used one before that was um, 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 um with a uh, bill i think he used the outlander servant or the outlander in some way it was something similar to this i don't know if we've ever used I just saw the origin for Pilgrim, and I it reminded me of um, the character you made that with the Great Tree. Do you remember the Great Tree character? It's one of our earlier ones. The, the, the I don't remember the character's name, but his pet's name was uh, Naomi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was uh, uh, Krola. 
Okay, great. That was, that was he was a ranger and he was a um he was an orcish tribe member or a, a different tribe thing member. Gotcha. Okay. Except, so that was just something else that used the word I just saw the word pilgrim and yeah. it made me think of that. So that's yeah. all. It was. I, I think I think we used something in that that was similar, but I think it was because we were trying to make because we rolled on that background. <laughs> and we did that, roll a lot. Yeah. Um Okay, and then the last thing I brought was an item. So we haven't brought an item in a while, and I was kind of looking through the different items. This is where I went to the wiki. So I felt bad. I was like, okay, we're not using the wiki. What else is on here that I could maybe bring? You know, we're all about that wiki dot. So um, I went, and I was just kind of looking through the different items, and I found one that was called Vox Seeker. And I just kind of clicked on it. I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm crazy about it. But then... I saw it was from Explorer's Guide to Wildmount, which I'm not sure. Which is Matt Mercer, right? You're aware of what that is, but yeah. It's 100% written by Matt Mercer. <laughs> it's got the word Vox in it. I'm not surprised that all of that also caught your that, eye. All, like, not I, in yeah. any way, shape, or form. <laughs> also, yeah, I know. Um, but I have no idea where this fits. I have no idea what this goes with. I don't know if this is something they're searching or they come across. It's essentially, I'll read the description. This clockwork, this clockwork device resembles a metal crab the size of a dinner plate. Each action used to wind up the device allows it to operate for one minute, up to a maximum of ten minutes. While operational, the items use the accompanying box seeker stat block. This autom- automon, auto, automon, maton, automaton, there it is, is under the DM's control. A box seeker, reduced to zero hit points, is destroyed. And it's essentially just like a little wind-up crab that can attack things if it walks at it. <laughs> so this sounds like, you know, last time you brought something that was an item, we totally forgot about it. So I'm excited to do that again. No, today. we remembered the <laughs> the the stick blow-up dynamite thing. It was the time oh, before that. That, that was a tattoo. That was a dildo. It wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was the tattoo we forgot. <laughs> That's We forgot the tattoo for the satyr. Uh, uh, Vesellope, who also still great. I would want to play her. Um, But yeah, no, this is just like a little wind-up thing. I don't know if it's a little trinket he found and doesn't know how it works, because it also doesn't sound like it's all that effective. You kind of wind it up and set it, and then it just goes, because it also says uh, the Vox Seeker must move towards and attack the source of the nearest voice within 60 feet of it. Where's this? I don't see where where it says that. Voice lock. Oh, now I do. Now I do, yep. And it says... To, to the exclusion of all other targets, as long as it remains operational. So again, you just wind it up and kind of set it, and then the next thing that talks, it charges at. <laughs> and it doesn't do a bunch of damage. It's a no. plus, plus two to hit, and it does 1d4 piercing damage plus three lightning. So it's like, it's, it's a little shock. So, so stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it goes. I don't know where it fits. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but it's there. And so that's another thing we got to potentially forget and or... It'll be the crux. It'll be the butterflies of this episode. <laughs> Maybe. No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it. That's all the things I brought. Um, I also decided I wanted to roll on a motivation because, like I said, I wanted to bring all the things this week because I thought you had made fun of me for saying I wasn't going to have enough to bring because I made this all up last minute. No. So, so I'm I'll reiterate because I said this. I said this offline. I teased you about bringing too little, quote unquote. And what I meant by that was you would find things that have the potential to be rolled on and you'd be too tired to make a decision in the moment, so you would just go, ah, we'll roll on it. So kind of what I did. bringing too little is what I meant was too little thought. Mm. And you're just going to bring a whole lot of shit mm-hmm. that we then have to roll on. Mm, like this? Like this. Mm, I did it. <laughs> yep. It's like, a, it's like a classic time, time travel conundrum where you tried to stop the thing from happening and it ends up creating it happening exactly as it was. 
or it's like we've been friends for so long. I just know your habits. Yeah, well, I hate <laughs> real, pre- real predictable. <laughs> I mean, I am too. I'm not many less predictable than you are. But <laughs> all right. So, do we want to start rolling? You know, in the words of uh, the great Fred Durst, yes, we can just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. What? What? <laughs> okay. Well, the first thing I want to roll on is the motivation because that's going to be the thing that messes everything up. So I'll just get that out of the way right at the beginning. Um, okay. So what crazy concept do you have for rolling this? It's just a D100. It's, it's, it's a 100 uh, character background hooks. Oh, weird. I see 101. Yeah. The, the 101th one doesn't count. No one wants that one. No one likes it. You want to read you know, what it is? Dude, the hundred one. Dude, to Corella Deville, the hundred one one-th counts. The hundred one. You think that bitch? You think that bitch just wants a hundred Dalmatians? Apparently, no. apparently, she wants hundred and one. This is gonna be a whole. This is gonna be a whole new exploration of how she's not that bad. I know. I saw that. I, I know Stone's one, doing it. It's gonna be terrible. One love Emma Stone. Two. I don't get how they're gonna make a dog murderer be a likable character. But I mean, Disney's done crazier. I guess maybe. Yeah. I don't. And, I and Emma Stone's talented, but I think still think it's gonna be a garbage movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't so are that. you? Anyway, rolling the, this or am I? The hundred and one one, just so we know what the one we're excluding is: a young person arrives and tells you that they were your, they are your child. The person has your features and is the appropriate age, but to your knowledge, you have no children. Discover that's terrifying. Discover if this person is really your child. I don't care about that. I don't like that. It's dumb. So I'm rolling. I'm rolling a D100. Yeah, that is dumb, because all you do is you go on just fucking Dr. Phil or whatever, <laughs> and they tell you if you're the child I think or you, not. I think, you go on Jerry, I think you go on sign, uh, uh, sign, no, it's not, Springer, Jerry Springer. Springer, Springer, Jerry Springer. Springer. I don't know why I kept saying Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know why that's where I kept <laughs> going with it, but anyways, rolling my D100 for the motivation. What do we got? Ooh, I rolled a 56. So It's above half. 56 is... Discover what is causing a blight on the local landscape and restore the area to its previous state. See, that's good. That's a generic enough, that's, cool, go out, live your life type shit. Don't do anything. I got it. I saw your cursor. It stressed me out. <laughs> what? This? Oh. Oh. Yeah. You can't. Uh, don't, don't mind me. <laughs> don't mind me over I, here. Just, I like that because... It fits a little bit with Outlander and all yeah. that kind of stuff, so it works. Yeah, and, and that's what most of them kind of were. That's why I figured I was like, okay, this will just be something else. You know what? You know what I think the blight in this land is? That Vox Seeker. The, the, the crab? <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of them just walking around. <laughs> just kind of... <laughs> and he just walks out one day like, the hell? Why, the, the hell? why, why are all these little crabs here? <laughs> um, all right, cool. So let's go into Outlander now. Do you want to roll... The I don't need some of these things. I have so many tabs open. Do you want to roll the origin? I'm assuming. Yes. Would you like to roll that? Not really. Can you roll it? I just rolled the. I know, but I want to roll on things that matter. I want to roll on personality. This traits. matters. I don't. Some wanna. would say. Some would say this is where his origin story begins. Fine, I'll roll it. It's a D10. I know. I got one in my hand already. Okay. I'm very familiar with the D10, so that's all I roll. I rolled a two. You're a trapper. Ooh, okay. Kind of makes Just sense. like the Dead by Daylight killer. Kind of makes sense then why uh, this person would be trying to figure out what's wrong with everything going on on this land, right? Sure. We can I make this character's sense. origin story. I think it makes sense. Well, I'm glad because it's your character. Yeah, I think it makes sense too. Um, all right, dope. 
So, trapper. Maybe that's Were you a beaver trapper? Maybe that's how they found the crab. Maybe they're a crab trapper. <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay, uh, I'm going to roll a D8. I'm going to, uh, I just want to get through these so we have all the stuff and then we can figure out how they all line up. Uh, D8 okay. for the personality trait. Do you want to put any energy out there? Yes, I do. Give me a second. Um, ba, ba, ba. Five. Five. All right, D8 coming at you. Ooh, close, but not really. Roll the three. So, I am positive we've used this before. We have. We have used this one before, but we're going to okay. use it again because we rolled it, and it's I know. fine. Um, I once ran 25 miles without stopping to warn my clan of an approaching orc horde, and I'll do it again. If I, I'd do it again if I had to. Oh, I wasn't even referring to that actual personality trait. I didn't hear you roll because I was so in my head about five. I think we've used this before. No. Well, Oh. I think we've used this background before. I'm not saying it's a bad thing because sure. we're eventually going to repeat things and they're going to yes. be different every time. And what I will but say, I'm just what I also will, what I also will say is the backgrounds we've used is usually from WikiDot, and they pull a lot of these things into those those ones, right? They pull uh, from valid. these ones and and just use them in in backgrounds where it fits for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this personality trait is just more so about what their commitment is to yes. protecting the people they love or care about or have loyalty to or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're a turtle. And I guess that's the one thing too I need to get over in my head is they're not slow. <laughs> they're not they're like, I keep thinking of like turtle. So it's going to be slow, but like it's not their walk speed is 30, which is average normal. And yeah. sure they weigh a lot, but they, there's nothing about them that says like, Ooh. And like, they, I also thought like, Oh, they probably live forever. They don't, they live till 50. I always forget yeah. that. I'm like, Okay, they're not like a normal tortoise. They're that's different. Um, yeah. <laughs> Turtle. All right, I'm going to roll. Um, ideals is normally next, right? This is laid out differently. Yes, ideal is normally okay. next. All right. Um, I want four. Four. Oh, I rolled a two. Greater good. It is each person's responsibility to make the most happiness for the whole tribe. Is this a Comes tribe a good thing? alignment. I feel like from Outlander, though, it doesn't really sound like... It almost sounds like... A, I guess it is leaning more into the tribe area of it, but that's fine. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so it's a good alignment. Uh, all right, it's time to roll the bond, which is another D6. Are you putting any energy out there for this one? No, maybe? Um, four. Cool. Or five. Ooh, what about or six? Because that's what I rolled. And the six is, it is my duty to provide children to sustain my tribe. Oh my god. That's the worst one you could have rolled. Why? Because you're trying to procreate. Your character's yeah. like, this is the strongest goal we have like thing right now. Yeah. The most direct. Well, it also ties into the motivation because if they want to provide children for the tribe, they need to figure out why there's a blight on the land and get rid of it. For the children. Nah, you can still just, you can have sex in the blight. How do I get through to these children? Just use it as a use the blight as a bed. Kids. The blight of the bed. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they call me? I'm the blight of the bed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, roll the floor. All right. Even though you think um, the bond is a ready one. It kind of is, in my opinion. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. I want one. It fell on the ground. I'm rolling another one. Oh, I rolled three. I remember every insult I've received and nurse a silent resentment toward anyone who's ever wronged me. <laughs> Woof. Oh. This character's a mess. Okay. Just a hot mess. Yeah. Interesting. We got a lot. 
All right, let's just keep powering through. I don't want to try and figure anything else out yet. Uh, I'm gonna roll strength. We're into the stats. The stat daddies. I need to find my other D6 then. Yeah, you just threw it on the ground. Like, you don't care about these nice math rocks we have. Okay. Rolling strength. 4D6. Coming at you. Are we... Yeah, I'm gonna stress the lowest, whatever. I don't know. We're not changing it. Oh, this isn't amazing. Eh, that's fine. I rolled a 5, a 4, a 3, and a 2. So that's a 12 strength. 12, you said? Correct. Good sir. That's not bad. I have to use a metal die and three plastic die. I could also just roll three die. Since we're technically getting rid of one of the rolls anyway. I mean, yeah, but the whole thing about rolling four is that it gives you a better chance of getting higher numbers. I know, I know. We could just start so, doing that where we only roll three and just whatever the no, number is. No, we're not is. going to. I, I think I might do that for my next character. So I rolled a five, a five, a two, and a one. So 11. Nope, 12. Try again. Oh, you're right, duh. <laughs> Another 12. All right, Constitution. Here we go. ba ba da ba that's kind of cocked? Nah, it's fine. It fell. Okay, I rolled a 5, a 5, a 1, and a 1. So we'll live in Constitution. That's what I rolled. It's not. It's not what you <laughs> rolled. It's what you thought you rolled, <laughs> and you were wrong. I rolled an intelligence next. Yes, sir. Rebound. Um, I rolled a 4, a 3, a 2, and a 2. Ooh, nice. So 9. So right? Yeah. Did, I, did I do that right? Yes. Okay, okay. So he, he ain't that smart. He at least ain't wicked smart. Um, He's not wicked smart. Wisedom coming at you. Oh, but he wise. I rolled a six, a four, a four, and a two. So 14. All right. Charisma. I rolled not good. I rolled a five, a two, a two, and a one. Is that nine again? So, yes. I like it. I like all this. So he wise, but he can't read people, and he ain't very smart. <laughs> so so he's 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 good at like life stuff, but not smart at like book learning or people. Um, all right, cool. Wow, we're all over the place here. So the one thing I already say off the bat how I'm feeling. I found this the the PDF online for the Tortle package. And in that, when so when it's talking about tribe stuff in here, there's already stuff kind of in the background that, uh, or in the, the like, I don't know what I would call this, like, definition of what a turtle is in their lifespan. Uh, they, they say a turtle hatches from a thick-shelled egg and spends the first few weeks of their life crawling on all fours. Its parents are old and near death, spend what little time they have left telling stories of their offspring. Within a year, the young turtle becomes an orphan. Uh, though not before it learns to speak and survive on its own, a young turtle and its siblings inherit whatever tools, weapons, and gifts the parents left behind. I think the tribe is the is the siblings. I think it's gonna, okay. I think it's just like I think that like a, makes, like, like a bunch of fifth, like a bunch of eggs like in real turtle land in, in real life in real turtle land, the place we all know and love, real turtle land. Um, yeah, I think I think that's what I kind of want to go with is like saying just a, like the, the tribe, and I think it says. Ranges the eggs they can lay uh, as many as a dozen or as few as one. So I'm gonna roll a d12, and that's how many siblings this person has in its quote unquote oh my God. tribe. What? Cause it, <sighs> okay. it, it doesn't matter. There's no number that jumps out to me. Five. There are five of them. There are five turtles in this tribe, and they have to pass on the life essence. You know, unfortunately, I think 
four is a tribe and five is a party. So yeah. you're a little too you're high. The worst. You're not even funny. Or three is a crowd and four is a party. Okay. Well, I they got know. no. It's it's three's a crowd. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what is it? Why it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is not relevant to anything. Um. So there's it five siblings. Relevant. There's five siblings. Maybe there is a larger amount of a total community around them, but they at least have the five siblings, and I think that's the tribe that they feel um, bum, 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 responsible for the happiness for the, all of them and providing for them. And again, the, this duty of providing children to sustain the tribe, I think, kind of hints back at like that's it, like that's their kind of life journey, anyways. For a turtle, like when you get to the very end of this PDF uh, online, it says. Uh, when a turtle nears the end of its natural lifespan, it seeks out a mate and procreates. And then it just, it's just the same thing again. It just, okay, that's the next life cycle. And they only live for like 50 years. So like, I think it's not completely out there to be like, oh, okay. One of the main drives of this person is to sustain, like sustain the family and just keep passing that on. Um, but only at the end of their life. Is that what you said? Correct. It's like the last few years of their life that becomes the, the, what they do. So, so this character, based on what we've rolled, is already on the older side. Would you say that's correct? Well, I, what I would say is it doesn't have to be. They could still be in their like middle age life, but it's like something they know they have to get back to. It's the end goal of their life. They know that's what they will event. They will eventually go back to this area, and I think that's what again ties in nicely to the motivation is discover what blight. Uh, uh, discover what is causing a blight on a local landscape and restore there in a previous state. That could be what they're out doing now. It's like, I have to figure out why this is happening here so that I can go back. And then when I go back, I can solve it and settle down and have my family and have the kids just like my other siblings that are still back there are doing. Does that make sense? Okay. And then yes. how this ties in nicely to the personality trait is the reason they're the one that left of the five siblings is because at one point they did something heroic to, warn the whole group family from a, a passing by roving horde of whatever and they outran this tribe so they're like you're the most adventurous and outlandish and all that bullshit like so you should go figure out why this blight's here in this land take your little pet toy crab thing please <laughs> please we hate it it scares the other yes. children it's <laughs> fucking stupid <laughs> a really creative person thought it up but still hella dumb <laughs> hey, you leave Matthew Mercer alone. He's a saint. No, I think he knows it's dumb. No, he might. Um, okay, so what else? Uh, I remember every insult. I think that kind of just speaks to the overall, like, this person's demeanor. Like, maybe they just, they, they hold on to feuds. They don't, you know, they don't forgive people very easily. Yeah, people don't forget. This character could be like Aaron Rodgers, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude holds a grudge. Have you heard everything that's going on with him right now? I wasn't even aware. Yeah, he's a piece of garbage. <laughs> he's oh. a garbage human being. Wait, what makes him a garbage human being? Because that's not the, the, where I was going with it. He hasn't spoken to... He's got a brother and that he hasn't spoken to in decades for or some petty bullshit. Oh, that wasn't even... I was talking about the more recent stuff that's going on with the Packers and how he wants to be traded. Yeah, yeah it's because he's petty. Well... <laughs> <laughs> they he also just doesn't like the way they've been treated. I don't know. It's whatever. We don't need to get into sports talk here. <laughs> That's um, our other podcast, right? Yeah, our other podcast with a very creative name, Sports Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but okay. So the one thing we got that kind of figured out. I I want to try and figure out. If, like, do we think the giant ruin stuff is something the whole family knows? Um, what excites you? more about that giant rune stuff at all is there any aspect of i that think that the 
I think the giant rune stuff um, caused the blight that they're concerned about, so he's trying to understand them better, to hopefully reverse the rune that they discovered the blight originating from. Okay, so it's a new thing. So it's not like, so one thing, again, with the total background, it kind of says is, you know, in the last year or two of the parents' lives, they pass down everything they can to the children and then die. Um, So The blight can can be an ongoing thing. Oh, that's true, too. It it could be something that kind of lasts... Uh, over different generations, because again, their generations aren't that long. I mean, again, only being fifty years—that's height. That's half the generations of some, even just humans and half elves, easily. And you know, only a, maybe an eighth of the lifespan of like elves or dwarfs or shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. So it, it could be an ongoing blight that is in some way tied, and maybe they don't know. Ooh, maybe they don't know it's related to giants. Right, like yeah, they could not know what it means. All they know is that this thing's causing bad things to happen. What is here? Let me see. Giant lifespan, five e. Okay, dope. So giant. So the life expectancy in the Forgotten Realms for a giant is three hundred to four hundred years. So over the lifespan of two to three generations of turtles. Yeah. Could the giants could be around for fucking so they, they, the giants could have lived in this area where they're currently settled for two hundred years, left for hundred and fifty years, and still be coming back at some point. And there will have been three lifespans of turtles that would have lived here, being like, "Oh my god, what is all this? Why is this happening?" <laughs> like, so I think maybe that's it. Maybe they two two generations ago for turtles. Their family found safe haven in an old giant, like, um, um, I don't know if it's ruins or if it's, like, just a cave of some sort or something that was built that was, like, a giant, not temple, because I don't want it to be super, like, obvious, like, but it's just somewhere where giants once were. It could were, just be a massive-ass cave. Yeah, maybe it's just a massive. It doesn't have to be very well like constructed or yeah. anything like that. And, and and you know what I'll say? This is again something for the DM to be like, okay, here's how it fits in the world. Here's how giants work here. This is probably what it is. I don't think again it's this big like, oh, it's the mecca for giants and it's the most yeah. important. Like, no, I think it's just somewhere where they happen to have cave writings and they had done some magic and these ruins in some way existed, and so they studied them and they're able to like kind of pick them up. And what I also kind of was thinking in the back of my head is I think this turtle can speak giant, but I don't know if they know it's giant. Okay. So they like, just speak gibberish and it happens to be a language? Well, because, again, if they're growing up in this settlement and they know how to read it, so I think they know how to read giant for sure. But, again, if, if, if the – so this is now just tying into the blight thing. If they don't know where it's coming from, maybe, maybe they do know – this is what I'm trying to see. Is it worth them not knowing it's giants and, like, that mystery that could be revealed to them? And they discover it's like, oh, okay, this is giant stuff. What does this mean? How do I make this so this place can be hospitable for my turtle family in the future? Um, or do they know the whole time? Okay, these are giants. We got to get ready and make sure that we. I, I don't. Eh. Does that make sense? Is that... I I think they can have a grudge against giants. I don't like the idea of me knowing how to speak a language and not knowing what it is. This isn't Harry Potter. But no, it's okay. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that they don't to them cuz turtles don't have a language. There is no tor- tortillion yeah. uh, of anything. Correct. Uh, so it just says, "Oh, Aquarian." So they can speak Aquarian. So you can speak, read and write common and Aquarian. So I think Aquarian would kind of be the closest to that, but I would almost want to so with the giant with the rune knight 
I think you also get a language. Oh no, with fighter. The class gives you a language? Yeah. I think it's just fighter that gives you a language here, honestly. Let me double never, check. I don't think that's a... Th- yeah, I feel like that's... A, a I could that, be that wrong. That is a thing that's uncommon. I have been wrong before. You have been wrong before. It's that's we all have. Uncom- yeah, but um, ba ba da ba. Martial weapons. You are correct. Oh, it's Outlander. Outlander is what gives you the language. I apologize. Yes, backgrounds can give you languages. Yep. What is it? Uh, one of your choices. One of your choice. Like it's one of your choice. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. That's where the giant could fit into this, and it's, so it's again. It's not that they don't know, like. It's just like they, they amongst their, their tribe, their family and all this, it's just been a language that's passed down to them. And they don't necessarily go, oh, yeah, this is giant. We know how to speak giant. It's just one of those things when they come across giants in some way, they hear it and know like, oh, wait, that's what my tribe speaks. The fuck? Wait, it's giant? I can communicate with giants? Like I like that kind of reveal of them not knowing that that's where they're living and that's what was passed down to them. Okay. Then I would flip that they don't, that, that common is their secondary language. I would say their whole tribe speaks giant. Okay. I like that too. So, so, so common is, so it's, it, it, yes. Yeah, so common is their secondary. Yeah. Yep. That's what I would say to make that work. Cause I don't like the idea of like someone who speaks common. Like if they'd be like, they'd be like me all of a sudden being like, Hey, I understand Japanese. Because I watched like a lot of anime growing up, like that's just not. I mean, I'm sure that is somewhat a thing to be I, honest. I would say that is a but, good way to learn another language is to just watch it and pick up on it. Yeah. But, um, but still, it's like languages are hard, and I just don't like. I just don't. I wasn't attracted to the idea of like, oh, I speak a language, don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, and, that, my, and that, my tribe just thinks it's gibberish, and we somehow understand it. You know. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, and I agree <laughs> that that's not how I was trying to pitch it. I was trying to pitch it more. It is their their main language they speak, and again. May, may, they they have a word. For, well, I don't even know if they have a word for it, right? Because like the only reason we are like, oh, we speak English. Like the only time we ever talked about that is when we're interacting with someone else that speaks another language. So I think they pick up common and they know how to speak and interact with other people. But they just assume that this is like their yeah, I family this, thing. I think yeah, I think since this character was a trapper, that's probably how they tried to earn money by trapping mm-hmm. animals and selling them. So they had to learn some level of common for the nearest kind of town that sure. they would go to every once in a while, yeah. in and my opinion. I like that, too. And so I think, again, with that, they probably were the main person that interacted with the local area around them because they did know common. They would go out. And, and so, like, maybe maybe this danger, this orc tribe or whatever that came for the personality trait, it's just because maybe they cross them, right? Maybe they trap something that they're hunting, and in some way, they then have to try and escape from them. And I think that's the first time they use these ruins as a defense mechanism or something to help them. And it allows them to grow in size and get away. Or, I mean, that's a third level. But, like, I don't know. Either way, that that's how they're able to get away because they're experienced out in the world. And they cross them because they stole something that they were hunting or trapped something they were hunting in one of their things. And they had to go inside and hide in that cave as the orc tribe tried to find them for like yeah a week or some shit we can also we can also flip that personality trait and not use necessarily the orc horde we could do like um maybe when this character was a kid the family had to move due to this blight that we that is Mm -hmm. part of this character's um background and so they're familiar with this tragedy like it's a part of their 
tribe's history that they've had to move multiple times due to this blight. Yeah. And maybe they were in town trying to sell some stuff and they saw the blight on like local produce or something and saw that it was getting close again. And that's what they that's what they ran home for. Could be something we could we could tie that into the like blight that. if we wanted to. I like that. Because what we could also then say is how this ties into the giants being that blight again. <laughs> what if what if the blight is tied to another ruin? Another rune. I always say ruin and not rune. And they're you do different. say ruin. I apologize. Yes. <laughs> what if it's another rune that is a giant rune that this family has just kind of taken up as a crest of theirs that they believe is protection, but they're actually misunderstanding it? And anytime they write it, that's why the blight keeps following them is because they put it up at any new place they go. Hmm. If you like that, I'm not against it. I mean, and that's where it's like I think I, I think I think that more so just to me hints that they don't fully understand these runes, right? Rune, I don't think that's a hint. I think it's a pretty okay. Yeah, so nail on the head. But, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> as a DM, maybe it's not exactly that. But like they they since they speak giant, they 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 believe in these runes. This is what was passed down to them: is this this language, these runes that like they know have some power to them. And once he decides to go out into the wilderness and like like he starts activating them and using them as a fighter in in this way to protect himself and to find like the answer. He's essentially the blight. He's trying to figure out is why it keeps following their family everywhere. Um, throughout this like mountainous area in, in in the wilderness that they they keep going, and he's trying to better understand these runes. <laughs> essentially, you know what I am envisioning. So we, we, you can say yes or no, so I can get it out of my head if we need to. Sure. I am envisioning this blight being like Moana. Like there's one source. I was thinking that exactly. There's too. one. Yeah. Okay. There's one rune somewhere, one source, and it keeps spreading and spreading. And yep. the family's familiar with it. They know what it looks like. But they don't know why it's doing what it's doing to their yep. um, landscape and stuff like that. And, and I, I was even thinking of Moana in a different way of this person has to go out into the wilderness and use the skills and the draw that they've always wanted to help save their family, essentially, back home. Yeah. So, like, that's that's the avenue I was thinking of. And I completely forgot that that's why she did it in Moana, that it was because of the one sort, like, the one place. She had to put the stone back. Yep. Yeah. So and, and and I think I think what's exciting about this is we don't need to figure out what that is exactly. I leave that up to the DM. The DM can figure out how that fits in the world, where exactly that overlaps with whatever other issues are going on. I think it does tie to the giants. I like that. I like tying into their their kind of lore that you can have fun with. Giants are fun creatures that range from hill giants, which are rather dumb and easy dumb. to deal with, all the way up to cloud giants that are full, you know, mastermind, neutral, not evil, but like lawful neutral characters that if you get in their way yeah sorry we're doing shit here you gotta go <laughs> like um and again with the time span difference in the age range from generations of turtles only being 50 years and giants being up to 400 it's a quarter of their life that'd be like us right now with a quarter of our lives gone having speak for yourself <laughs> having i'm past i'm past that <laughs> having to interact with um I don't know, just like a, 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 a almost like a not a dog, but like a lizard of some sort that lives for like I don't know five years, and it's like oh, or only twenty five. I don't know. I'm doing this math wrong, but you get what I'm saying. Like the, the, they see them as a lesser kind of creature, and so that's where it's like that interaction between the turtles and giants could be interesting. All that. I'm sorry <laughs> to get to that sentence. Yeah, I was trying to do a metaphor and compare the two, and then I realized I was losing it in the math and numbers. I'm in that weird phase of like I've had a lot of caffeine 
but also like still feel the tiredness sitting just behind my eyes, just right there. So it's like, yeah, you're going to pass out as soon as you stop talking. <laughs> um, yes, I agree that giants are pretentious and would think, especially the smart ones, would think that everything else is lesser than them because they don't live as long. Yes. Um, cool. So then, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Do you want to maybe recap at this point? Just while, while I kind of try and think if there's anything else I want to talk about? Sure, I can recap. So, deep breath. This week, Jake brought the background of Outlander, and we rolled in that to be the origin of Trapper. So this character was a Outlander Trapper out in the wild. Brought the class of fighter for Rune Knights, which plays a big part of this character's background, studying these runes that originated from giants. Um, the race is Tortle. We got a little Tortle dude. Tortle, Tortle. Um, he's not little. He's the turtles are pretty big, mm-hmm. but um, I think I don't remember why you've brought the like what the motivation specifically for that was. So I apologize. It was because but, um, I wanted something that was going to grow in size that would be fun yes. to watch grow in size. I originally wanted to. Be, okay, I was real close. I didn't say this, but I'll say it now since we're recapping. I was close to just wanting to roll on any any race that was considered small. So gnome, halfling goblin but then i started running into like i had more weird out there ones like grunge or grungan that i just didn't know and i didn't want to like figure out so i was like no okay i just won't roll on it i'll just find something i was like oh tortle that'd be cool to watch grow in size <laughs> okay and then that's where bowser came in and then apparently i was wrong about bowser gotcha okay so <laughs> that's why the turtle turtle was brought Turtle's also a badass race got a lot of really cool features but anyway um and then he also brought an item because we haven't done that in a while and he brought some bullshit from um <laughs> critical role so it's called a vox seeker it's really dumb doesn't do anything that cool um then the then we rolled on the motivation for this character which is um discover what is causing a blight on the local landscape and restore the area to its previous state which is interesting and then we rolled on all the good stuff from the outlander background we got the personality trait i once ran 25 miles without stopping to warn my clan of an approaching orc horde I'd do it again if I had to, but I'm pretty sure we've decided we're flipping Orkhorde and make it to be a warning about the Blight returning. Um, ideal, greater good. It is each person's responsibility to make the most happiness for the whole tribe. Comes with a good alignment. Bond, it is my duty to provide children to sustain my tribe. Sexy, sexy. Flaw, <laughs> I remember every insult I've received and nurse a silent resentment toward anyone who's ever wronged me. Stats, Strength, 12. Dex, 12. Con, 11. Intelligence, 9. Wisdom, 14. Charisma, 9. And that's currently where we are. So, I had some things pop into my head whilst you were saying all that. The first of which is, I know what the Vox Seeker does now. It's how he sets traps. He lures them in with the Vox Seeker? (laughs) No, he sets them up kind of around the area, and then when it goes, like, he just sits there quietly... Almost silent. So it is and, the trap itself. Yes. So when that goes off and attacks towards something that talked nearby, or maybe it's just, oh god, no, it says voice. It says voice activated, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, creatures don't talk. Nope. Dang it. Unless you have a spell, communicate with animals. But that wouldn't do it for the. Uh, nope. Moves towards the attacker. <laughs> sort of Maybe it's so he can't be like maybe, so he goes out by himself and he sets it up and he doesn't talk the whole time he's out and so maybe again this is like a warning system to prevent them from ever having to interact with 
other hu- like humanoid creatures of any sort that would come at him. So it's not a part of his trap. It's a part of his defense mechanism while he's out hunting, while he's out doing stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. The tribe has a bunch of them. So if they start, if all of a sudden they start walking away, they know something is communicating nearby. Yeah. And again, maybe since they speak giant, it doesn't go off towards the language of giant, right? It would not go towards giant? Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't It would go towards yeah. the language of giants because yeah. that's what they speak. I'm so cool. that's why they're able to set it up because anyone that's speaking a foreign language, like common or something like that, it would instantly go off towards them. So he takes one or whatever out with him and he sets it up almost kind of like a, a, like a claymore. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. set this up over there. I sit over here. I do my trapping. If that goes off, I know someone's coming over there. I either go investigate or leave. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's what it is. So it's a part of him going out and exploring and all that good, good. Um, all that good, good. All that good I like good, that. Good. That makes it a little more useful. Um, then the other thing I kind of uh, thought of. Poop. Dang it. I forgot because I got accepted. Oh, I think this is the lawful good character. Okay. Because, I mean, there's no reason for him to. I mean, he could be chaotic good, but I don't think it. There's nothing in this is like, oh, he's got to be chaotic. If anything, like, there's more in here that says lawful because of this idea of uh, the duty to provide children for the tribe comes from this place of, like, tradition, which is a more lawful type thing. Um, and the responsibility of happiness, again, isn't really, like, a chaotic type good. It's just, yeah. And then the fact that he's willing to do this for the tribe and run it. Like, he has a sense of honor and, like, nobility that he tries to bring to everything he does. So it's just... It feels, feels lawful to me. Um, so I think he's I've lawful. No Counter argument. So he's lawful good. Um, and I think I had one more thing that I thought of. Oh, the blight um, as a whole. I think they. So when they were raised, the parents passed down to them the story about this blight and the story of how it took over the caves and the different lands and all of that. And then. And like you said, like he sees it coming from afar. Like, so it's, it's like kind of maybe it slowly spreads like around this mountain and they constantly are moving to different parts of this mountain to avoid it. But they only had to like, they, they've had to do it once in his generation because they'd only mm-hmm. heard about it from the parents. And then once it starts coming, it's maybe it's like stone, like evolving or freezing over some, some kind of weird effect that the DM can like, again, figure out whatever it is. He saw it coming and ran to it. Cause he's like, Oh my God, this is the stories. This is what we heard about. And he was horrified by that. And that's now the motivation for him to go leave and be like, we can't just wait again. I don't want to pass down to my children. Just this story of how scary and horrifying it is. I want a solution. I'm going yeah. to find a way to make this stop. So that, <laughs> um, and then also I think I'd like, I want him to be gray. I think since we're going for like a, a kind of mountainous cave, you know, uh, out in the like almost kind of north. I'm thinking like northern cold terrain. I think I like kind of like a, a, a ashy, dark gray kind of looking turtle because like that's just where they've now lived. So it would make sense that over time they slowly, I don't know, evolve to look like their surroundings. So he's like this kind of like darker gray turtle. <laughs> so I think his I think his shell is like a very dark gray, almost black, and then his like actual skin that like face and hands and stuff that come out of it are like a lighter gray, and I think his underbelly is almost kind of like a. a does yellowish gray make sense? Kind of like a muted yellow of a sort. 
Does that make sense? Can you hear me? I can't hear you if you're talking. Uh-oh, what happened? <laughs> Nate, are you there? Stand clear. All right, we're just going to – I'm going to call it the elephant in the room and say that we had some technical issues. Um, oh. So I apologize if we have to reiterate a couple things because I lost – I had computer issues, oh. so we're back. Here we are. I didn't – I was planning on not addressing it. Nope. And I didn't know you were going to. So thanks for, I guess, letting me know but not letting me know. Please. <laughs> I was talking about things I decided whilst you were recapping. And one of the things I landed on also was the appearance of this turtle since it's up in the mountains and we're talking about it kind of being – in different caves and there being some giant stuff around it. Um, I like the idea that these turtles have kind of over time evolved with their elements to kind of blend in a little bit more. So I think uh, what I like for the overall look and aesthetic of this turtle is for him to be like grayer in tone, have like a really dark gray, almost black like shell. And then his skin be like a light gray kind of, uh, uh, color to it so that like essentially if he resorted into his shell he could look like a boulder or a rock or something like that um and then also like the underbelly though being like a a, like a a muddied yellow gray ish or like a muted yellow kind of like warm like dirt color if that makes sense yeah um so yeah and then also in kind of looking at all the things we can stack up for his unarmored attack I don't know if he really has that many weapons as far as fighting goes. So you're creating a monk like I did too. <laughs> Just kind of, except for I'm using parts of the fighter class to do it. And I think he will still have weapons. I think he maybe has like a maul or some kind of hammer of a sword. I don't think he's got swords. Um, I think he's more brawly type. But essentially, with his unarmored attack at third level, you're able... One, you have at first level... If you take unarmored uh, attack as a fighter, that fighting style, it allows your unarmored strikes to deal 1d6 plus your strength. Okay. And then that pairs with the slashing of 1d4 plus your strength from Tortle. Okay. So that in itself is already a viable weapon. That's what I was saying. Gotcha. I know you care so much about this. <laughs> I just think it's funny that you're like, hey, you want to hear about something? I'm like, no, I don't care. She's like, okay, I'm going to no, tell you but, it while we're but, recording anyway. <laughs> the reason I'm going is I'm going into what he looks like. And if he's not really carrying... Like, most... When people think fighters, it's like, oh, wow, they got swords, they got all this stuff, and they're going to be coming at you with all this. It's like, he's a different type of fighter that maybe resorts to a hammer or a maul only when he has to, and doesn't really carry it like it's his, his signature thing. He'll, he'll fuck you up with his claws. He'll throw hands. He'll throw hands right at your face. Yeah, so you can catch these hands. Ooh, oh, and the thing we, I forgot we had to add in for Tortle, to strength, you get a plus two. Oh, yeah, we didn't and do that. And and your wisdom increases by one. So he's actually got a 14 strength and a 15 wisdom, which, again, his strength now plus is plus two. So anytime he attacks with just his hands, you roll a d6, d4, plus two. So, like, right now, at level one, just roll an attack. If he hit, <sighs> shit, I rolled a three. He's doing five damage with that first attack at level one because I rolled a two on the d4 and a one on the d6. But, like... You have the potential to be able to do 12 damage with one attack at, at level one. Sweet. Um, 
And I think I don't think he has a shield because again he can resort into his kind of shell. I think he's hardier looking. I think he has some like hide like clothing that he wears that's kind of leather made from the things he's trapped up. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. What if it's like snow leopard like patterned? Because like in the mountains again, right? Snow leopards are like a thing. So it's like kind of grayish white with like black spots. Okay. Um and I think he wears kind of that like maybe like as a half shawl, like kind of over one side to kind of keep him warm and he can like wrap it around him as like a full blanket to keep him warm um, when he needs. Um, He's kind of, uh, so I want to say he's also probably in his 30s. Okay. So they've been surviving and doing fine and it was about a year ago that this blight came and now he realizes, well, I got to figure out what this is. And especially if I'm only going to live for like another 20 years, I want to figure out what this is, get rid of it and then be able to raise my family here. Um, so he's going out into the world. I say he's like 33. Sure. 33. Um, he's 33 going out into the world. Um, he's a successful trapper. So he knows how to look for traps probably also out in the wilderness. Um, what else do we got? I'm trying to think if he's grizzled looking. Um, how dumb is a hat on a turtle? Pretty dumb. Yeah? Yep. Okay, no hat. Um, I think that's it. Maybe he's got big boots. He's got some nice big, like, like leather-made, just dark black boots. And uh, I think that's it. Gotcha. That's what I got. It's all stuff you could kind of, like, make in a small commune civilization um so yeah i like all that sweet i'm just typing out a couple little notes about the backstory so i don't forget when i type it out longer. yeah no if you if you want to say them while you're typing them i'm going to think of a name while you're doing okay that, so. i can do that so the tribe that we have here speaks giant because they've been studying these ruins for a while um this character specifically had to learn common so they can sell the stuff that they trap to try to support their tribe um, the Vox Seekers is a, is a defense mechanism that they set up to go towards other um, speaking voices so they know there's other people around. Um, the main char- the main thing this character is trying to do is to solve this blight issue. When they were a kid, he was told about um, how the tribe had to move because the blight was overwhelming and taking and ruining the landscape. Ruining the landscape. So... When this character got wind that the blade was coming back, they saw it. They saw it like in some way, some like yeah. it, it crawling across the stone in some way. And again, this uh, leave it up to the DM what it actually is or how it shows up or if it's a manifestation of some sort or creatures or a disease or whatever. But yeah, yeah. And then when they saw it, they had to run back to the tribe to warn them so they could move. But they decided they need to stop running. But this, but the character specifically, not the tribe itself. Um, they had to stop running and solve this issue. So what do you think of the name? Um, so the name I kind of landed on, because uh, turtles, unlike gnomes, have one name, don't really have family names, and it's usually two syllables. So what I kind of like is I just went with Quinog. Okay. I think it's simple. Works. The thing I'll say about this character too, that I want to point out, I, I think this this is this is a male. I will play Quinog as a male, but I think this could be a female easily. 
there's nothing that we've said about any of this that it can't also be a female character. Um, but I, I've just at least this whole time been picturing him as a man. But I think it'd be easy enough to gender flop the, or swap this. Yeah, I think any of and, our characters, yeah. you could make that argument for the most part. Sure. But. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to call it out. It can happen. This could easily be. And Quinnog could still be the female. Whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that was even the thing within the turtle names. It says there's not really. Yeah. Turtles prefer simple, non-gender specific names and are usually no more than two syllables. Two and syllables. And also like this. If a turtle doesn't like its name for whatever reason, it can change it. A turtle might change its name a dozen times in its life, even though it's only 50 years. So like every... One decade. You know, one's a decade. Yeah, one a decade. Just new names. Um, Sex to yeah, no, just... <laughs> Oh my God, dude. Don't turn 30. You're so, you're so old. You're not even 30 yet. I'm so You're close. Fine. Though. I moved and something got... in my back tweaked, so I went. <laughs> I made a noise. Jesus. Uh, um. So he has the family tribe where he has five siblings. And what I would say, if I'm playing this character, I would like to come up with the names of those oh people my and their God. personalities. But I'm not going to here. I'm not going to here. Calm down. I know you're not going Calm to here, but it's still, in my opinion, if I was playing this character, I don't. Well, that's a lie. I was, what I was going to say is a lie, so I'm not going to say it. I guess if no, you are it. going to play this character, you have to be able to reference your family, so they should have names. <laughs> that and also, like, you could leave it up to the DM. So this is a mistake I feel like I did with the current campaign we're in with Andrin. I had, like, kind of this idea of, like, what the new for or good fortuneers were, what I wanted them to kind of be, but I never, uh, like wrote it down and gave it to our DM. So as he then kind of started describing it and building this thing, I couldn't be mad that it was whatever he was imagining it and not what I was. Because it's like, oh, I guess I should have at least taken the time, written that down, had these different relationships and how I would interact with them in this world. Because I was like, well, my character thinks they're all dead, so that's fine. But I knew as a person, as the player, what that actually was. Yeah. So again, in this situation, I would encourage you if you pick this up and try and play it, or if this is an NPC that is the quest, because this could even be an NPC that shows up as like a quest giver in a town, right? There's this is Tortle that wants help finding out what these blights are in, in the mountains. You go with it. I would definitely say figure out at least just some of the personalities of, the, of these other siblings so that when you go to interact with them or play with them, and again, if you're the player, it helps your DM a little bit, right? Yeah. And talk with them first. Maybe they... They don't want you to, but at least give them some idea. Um, and I would say, too, up to the DM or you in the situation, maybe you're just one family amongst all these turtles, and there's a few other ones there. Um, but at the very least, it is at least your five siblings that are there that are going to have their own kids, too, right? So that's a thing. Um, cool. I don't think there's really anything else. Yeah, I don't think so either. Do you know what you want to do with this no. character? Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, I think I think we'll be able to have some interesting <laughs> interactions. I'm already excited by the fact that Commons is second language. <laughs> oh God! Here comes here comes a tortellander in. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> no, a little bit, but no. I mean, it's not, it's kind of an insult, kind of not, because you're just really good at it. So it's not. I'm not. I'm not going to play him as dumb. He. I mean, I guess his intelligence is nine. But if you were implying that, like, oh, what does this word mean? I don't know. Like, no. That's no. What I'm implying is that you're going to find the pun in every word I say and not understand the context of the words I'm using. (laughs) 
That's what you're going to do. That's not what I. That's not what I meant by it. You'll see what I meant by it when we get to it. But okay. That's not exactly what I meant by it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but all right. At this point, then uh, I think we're ready to meet Quinog. All right, let's do it. So, we find ourselves once again, as we always do, within Podcastria at the lovely CD Tavern, who has recently bought up some marketing campaign. Um, really smart on their part. It's been really successful. Well, it's been mildly successful. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. And, um,. It's about so time of day, do you think it is? I feel like I'm feeling a real morning vibe. CD Tavern's just now opening up. Doors are unlocked. Doors are open. There's a nice crisp breeze in the air. So they've got the front doors propped open to keep the air circulating through um, the tavern itself. There's um, two bartenders working today. A beautiful elf. And then a... uh, Actually, there's, I think they're both elves. There's two elves working today. Male and female. Bickering at each other playfully because one's kind of annoying and the other one just likes to push their buttons. And um, then, there's a, and then a big hulking turtle walks in. Um, first customer of the day. Uh, what do they What do they do? Quinog kind of steps into the place, and it's noticeable because of his weight as he steps onto the ground. It creaks, and the floorboards kind of give beneath him. And he kind of just looks around, bats his eyes, kind of takes it all in, and makes his way over towards just like the, the bar area and kind of stands a distance away from it. Not really like approaching it, but like stands across from it and then turns and just looks over towards the the two people standing there behind the bar and just looks at him. The male elf notices, excuse me, I apologize. Male elf notices you standing there and he goes, uh, take a seat wherever. Obviously you can, as you can tell. There is nobody here. We'll be with you in a moment. And then the other elf goes, Louis, be nicer. I know you're not a morning person, and, and Terrence had to put you on the shift because Bar called off, but like you just can't start the day off like this. I gotta shut up, Mary. So, um, uh, uh, <laughs> that's what they say to you. Uh, he- hello. Oh my I, god, it's stupid too. <laughs> Louis! I'm not stupid. I understand. Stand. What you are saying, I will take seats. Uh, and up here, easier. He points at the stools. Uh, yeah, in front of you. Yeah, if you want to sit right here, it's easier for us to kind of keep doing what we're doing. But you sit obviously wherever you want, whatever makes you comfortable. We can come to you and get you a drink, get you something to eat. Do you need a place to stay? You know, we're a one. We're kind of a. He, he kind of lowers his head and investigates like the stools, kind of looking at them, and kind of walks over and picks one up, kind of, and just is is uh, is able to hold Quinog. 
Oh my god, it speaks in the third person. Uh, Louis, stop it. Yes, all of our uh, stools, we have we cater to people of all shapes and sizes, all backgrounds, uh, and it'll uh, it'll support you. Uh, I I I do not wish to break. Uh, you won't break it. Just of... sit down. I will. And he kind of like sidles up onto it and just kind of like you can tell he doesn't really trust it very much and then kind of lets his body weight kind of fall on. Hmm. Is uh g- g- well well built. Yes. Hello. Um hi. Uh yes, like like I said it'll it'll, it'll hold you. Um haven't had anyone break I, one yet, so we've had some pretty big people in here. I I am Quinog. Hi Quinog, I'm Mary. This is Louis. Mary. Hello. Louis. It is a pleasure to make known you know, a, a acquaintance. Oh, the pleasure's all yours, please. I met Louis. Stop it. Uh, I am looking for food. Okay. And, uh, 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 liquid. What, what, water. Okay. Drink, drink, drink. Okay. <clears throat> what kind of food would you like? Uh, I enjoy lots of food. I, uh, um, <clears throat> yes. Okay. He just, he just said, yes, Marie. What the hell does that even mean? Did you even have any money? L- L- Louis, uh, I'm sure he's got money. He kind of reaches down to his side and kind of pulls up a small coin bag and sets it on the counter. And just, you see with, like, one finger on each side, just kind of pries it open. Oh, yes, I have gold okay yeah i mean don't yeah. <laughs> just ignore him okay he hasn't had his coffee yet uh, sh- whatever Ooh. and uh so she's coffee like is liquid drink yes yes um if you're not familiar with coffee oh oh yeah yeah yes is that what you would like would you like coffee would you like what you said water do you want water do you want something a little stronger alcohol uh, uh, coffee and also water. Okay, I'll get you a coffee and a water. Um, do you want any goat's milk with the coffee? Mm, no. Okay. And then, um, do you want to do you want our breakfast special? It comes with like some diced up to, uh, potatoes that we kind of crisp up a little bit, and then um, a little uh, bit of um, some hen eggs. Mm, mm, uh, um animal uh, um, you want meat yes meat okay meat is word meat we still got some elk uh, uh, do you want some elk thank, thank you yeah very tasty yes oh, what the hell did he just say i don't uh, i uh i'm sorry uh uh common is not so my my tongue 
not what I uh, speak. I'm. That would. Uh, Where the hell are you even from? Okay. How did you get up here? Uh, God, Louis. Uh, no, uh, Quinag is. Uh, oh my God, the third person again. From uh, mountain uh, peaks. Uh, val- uh, uh. No. Oh my God, are you from the mountains? Yes, no, north, and he kind of is pointing in a direction like uh, the sun rays. Oh, so you're from the, the, the mountains where the sun rises? Got to, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, to the right, and then uh, comes to the left. I don't know what uh, the hell passes, you're saying. Pass this. Okay, Ma- mountains. Yes, to that way. Okay, that is all I need to know. Elk, yes. Yes, Marie will go get uh, your elk. Tasty. Marie, uh, Louis, maybe you should go get it. No, I must stay out here and watch the bar. Make sure no riffraff happens with this third-person-speaking tortoise. There are three people. Yes? You can count to three? There are three people here? Is that what you were asking? I, yes, Quinog is... Third person here. Oh my uh, god. Mary, no. I'll go get the elk. That's probably for the best. So <laughs> Louis goes and back into the kitchen as uh, Marie kind of starts brewing your coffee and gives you a water while you wait. Um, then she comes uh, back and sets the coffee down in front of you. And um, so it's pretty, pretty good, pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, is warm. Is, is warm. Is it yes. warm? Is uh, yes, it. I, I like is warm. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. So what? What are you doing? What are you doing down here? What, what brings you into town? <sighs> Jesus Christ! Great, great pain is happening. Uh, where Queen Og I is from, right. uh, and uh, I. I'm solving these. Okay. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that. It's not... I, <laughs> uh, uh, it's not, uh, Mary, your, your, you, your, yours. Not yours. My name is Ma- okay. my name's Mary. Yes, yes. The pain. The pain that, Queen, that I feel. I can still it's be sorry from, that you're in pain. Yes, I I do not uh, need these, but I I but I feel uh, gratitude yeah, for it. Appreciate. It's polite to say thank you if someone feels sorry for you. Uh, oh, oh, thank you, Mary. Thank you for for the uh, the sorry, and also for teaching Queen Olga that. You're welcome. I do not know. I uh, this is uh, first uh, experience time here with uh, people in uh, uh, what is this? And he's kind of pointing around at the the whole area. Uh, um, it all depends on how this uh, this uh, is a tavern uh, within a city. Tavern. Think okay, city. I yes, I know. 
I know CD. I've I am usually in uh, not city and only interact with common through trade. I You're a trader. Trap. Yes, yes. I I have furs, and he pulls that like the nice, like snow leopard fur on his side, like these. I I catch and will trade to. Well, that's uh, nice. Yes. So, so this is all new to Quinog, being here in place like this, and is very nice okay. and good. I like. I appreciate, Maddie. You, Maddie. So Louis comes back out with the food and kind of puts it in front of you, and goes, "I couldn't help but overhear." And my suggestion to you is that you speak less and observe and just learn by observation and quit trying to force terrible conversation. Louis, this is why you're not going to be in the new commercials that we're doing because you're not a nice person. I don't want to be in those stupid commercials anyway. They just cost money and don't make money. It's like, Louis, please go do something else. He's he's good. Uh, Louis, I... Thank you. You I, don't have to thank him. You can. You don't have to thank mean people. Well, I is uh, benefit me knowing that uh, uh, others, uh, p uh, uh, persons, will. Be more well. I do uh, have some things well. I need to be doing, so um, if that's I can oh, do okay, for you. Yeah, I could yes. uh, uh, not uh, uh, could stop is, standing here. Is no is is uh, good good yes good Mary good. Uh, thank thank you and Louis thank Louis for meat and uh, elk. Very tasty, and he kind of just kind of picks up part of it already, and just starts chewing uh, on on the meat. Mm, yes, yes. Well, okay. Well, let me know if you need anything, or you know, we're just kind of cleaning right now, um, tr- trying to open up the bar because we get yes. we get a pretty good lunch rush pretty soon here. But yes, rush, hurry, and 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 scene. And see. I feel like I might be cutting it short. Or do you want to keep going? <laughs> keep going. I apologize for making you so uncomfortable and giving you almost nothing. <laughs> I wasn't uncomfortable. There was just. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just glad I, I made. I brought two characters for myself. I had a feeling I knew yeah. where this was kind of kind of, kind of going to go. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I need to be able to play with myself he he (laughs) (laughs) i think you did a great job playing with yourself in front of everybody thank you it was great um yeah no and i feel like i often do this i lean into the one aspect of it that you probably wouldn't be doing the whole time in the role play (laughs) part of this character but like i think that's where i wanted to at least that's the unique i don't know conversational part of him he's really low intelligence and charisma so like 
just not like and, and plus I, I imagine I think this is true he again hasn't doesn't really go into the cities all that much I think this is probably his first time in a bar and or tavern and not fully understanding all of that and again it, it, with common being a second language he can grow when you can definitely make it to the point like okay he understands and he can talk and it's fine but I think again there is a way you can play with it not being his first language yeah so like having that be a thing that's more I don't know something you use or don't <laughs> it's up to you. I would probably try and play with it and have it be something. Cause I, it was so hard to not do the third person thing and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm the third person here. Quinog is third person. Yes. Quinog, one, two, three, third. Yes. I get. Ah, smart. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad I brought Louie and not just Mary. God damn it. Well, because Louie let, Louis let you speak to how upset you were with how I was speaking. <laughs> And then Mary was your god. Okay, don't be a complete dick. Fuck. <laughs> but even at the end, Mary's like, I've got shit to do. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. Well, and that's where it's like, I very much wanted, like, I, I knew coming into this, I wanted there to be things where I would start talking and then just hold. Yeah. <laughs> and just wait. And, like, I didn't know when you would cut me off, but, like, I would. I wanted to not fight against it. I didn't want to then rush and be like, oh, no, no, here's what I was trying to say. Like, I, because I feel like that that happens sometimes yeah. when somebody is trying to speak a different language. It's just natural. Like it's the uncomfortableness is natural for both parties to feel. And then the person that does not necessarily get rushed, but like kind of cut off from what they were trying to think of the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. They don't want to then try and push it because they're trying to also just be polite and like understand. Like, okay. Yeah. You don't know. Nope, yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you. Like, and just kind of like, again, when I lived in Rome, trying to interact with anybody that didn't speak English was just, it was hard, yeah, <laughs> and it was not not great for me. Maybe I should have so, brought I should have brought maybe Bar and Louie because Mary's too whoa. patient. I would have let you sit there in your void. Well, but forever. But, but you did it. But you you did it a, enough and a few times with both Louie and her. Where especially there at the end when he was trying to like just say you know like oh no I appreciate even his his point about listening more. It is good to know that people will be okay. If I just sit here and do nothing, yeah, <laughs> is essentially what I was trying to get to, <laughs> and like, so yeah, no, I think it was good. I think those two had had the good dynamic. It's the you know what I will say. What that was my favorite interaction with Louis. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, the bar for that's very low. Yeah, but no, that was fine. I enjoyed that. That was nice. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. I did not realize that Louis' accent's probably my strongest one that I can slip into. I don't know why. <laughs> It's real unfortunate, but it is what it is. That's uh oh uh-huh. wow, interesting. Who knew you were so French? Yeah, right. Wow, I'd fit in well yeah. over there. No, I would you? No, <laughs> just smoking a cigarette. We <laughs> win. Eating my croissant. I I had a weird thing where I had an artichoke that I accidentally got shipped to me because in my grocery box I forgot to set it one week, so I had an artichoke. And I don't know why, but I personified it as French. And it became a French artichoke that I was horrified of. Right? It, it sat in there, and I didn't know what to do with it. I don't know if anyone knows how to cut and or cook an artichoke, but please let me know. Because everything I found online was just people fucking it up. And it was scary. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. Artichoke, you win. You win, artichoke. You own the kitchen now. That's hilarious. I just missed a choke, and I have now owner <laughs> of the kitchen. And it was like, okay, all right, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. It was a that. whole thing. It was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, but other than that, that is Quinog. Um, I really like this character. I think it's dope having 
all of these min-max things you can do. And Tortles are just badass. And uh, I, I'm glad we got to do the Rune, Rune Knight thing. I think that'd be cool for this Tortle to be able to grow in size, have all this different fun stuff it does. What do you think, Nate? Do you have any last last little bits of stuff for Queen Aug? I like this character. I like the background. I like the story that we came up with this character. Um, if I was a player sitting at this table and the first in my interaction with someone was the way you spoke... I'd probably <laughs> politely dismiss myself from the campaign, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. other than that, <laughs> that's that's. But see, that's a good note because in that self again, like, don't RP all your friends away. Yeah, is <laughs> <laughs> what I'll say. Like, there, I will say there is a benefit to getting into a voice and getting into that character, but there's a way to do it without completely isolating everybody. And try and feel that out. Feel it out with the group. Figure out what it is. And and don't don't just be like this is it this is how I have to talk this is what I've decided to do it's like figure it out find the happy medium let people know like hey I'm trying to do this because I want this to come across like this if it bugs you I'll try and adapt and change to it or like maybe we just get to a point where we're just talking in normal voice or there's plenty of times so a, a, an example of this and I didn't realize it until I was doing it um, Adventure Zone in their graduation story arc has a character that was kind of similar to this that was just called Furbolg. He didn't have a name because when we were in Furby's tribe, they did not have names. There was no meaning for names. What is this name? It does not. And yeah. he spoke very much kind of like this, but in the way that he kind of works around it as a character is he speaks in character very little, but we'll talk about how he's using his body language to interact or do stuff, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, so I do this and go over and he's doing all stuff like that. And then then when he has to talk and use his words, he will. So there's ways to kind of maneuver it and use it. But like I said, at the end of the day, it's about making sure everyone has fun. And don't don't make your fun be more important than anyone else's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try and balance it out. Well, and if you're um, going to do that, like if you are going to do what you do, you, in my opinion, you can't get upset if people start talking over you or like not listening correct. to what you're saying. <laughs> correct. And again, that and that's what i kind of wanted with this character yeah. because i think that's the thing is like he he as again as a trapper outlander turtle that doesn't really interact with people he's used to being a part of the environment i don't think he's ever going to be the driving force until he has to be yeah um but what i will also say is the flaw is i remember every insult i've received yeah. and silent resentment towards anyone who's ever wronged me yep that'll build yeah. <laughs> but that's slowly just like oh no that's okay fester. i know i know where you sleep <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think that would be the thing too is with this. Have fun with the voice, but don't let it ruin everyone else Yeah, for you. Um, <laughs> I think this would be a fun NPC though. As I was kind of pitching that idea of like, oh yeah, maybe this is just like a quest giver that's like, hey, help me figure out what these runes mean. That, that could would, be a little arc there. That would be funny because yeah. then the group would be almost forced to let him speak. Mm-hmm. There would be that person in the group <laughs> that's like, oh my fucking God. But it's like, no, like he has information we need. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're doing, like if you're a DM and you have an overall... Excuse me, like giant, like arc of some sort that is interacting with giants, and they're like, "Oh, we've tracked them to this nearby area, and this turtle's now in town that has information about like where potentially they're from and the history of them and what their ruins are." This would be a cool, like, like in kind of right. This turtle's like, "Yes, uh, giant cave," <laughs> and then it's like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but then also as a DM. Don't make your players hate hanging out with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a fun line to kind of walk. Um, but yeah, I like this. I think Quinog is fun. Uh, I think both the turtles we made are pretty 
interesting characters. The last one was Tenlock, which yeah. was a while ago, which was our tenth episode. Yep. Um and that was the barbarian. And now we got a fighter. I love Tenlock. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's it. I think we're done. I got nothing else to say about uh, Queen Og. He's a good time. He's a good time. He's a good time. Very nice. Very. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but we're in the outro. The show's over. Go home, please. Be safe. You know, it's Mother's Day tomorrow for us in the past. But for you in the future, if you didn't do anything for Mother's Day, hug your mom. I don't know. Shoot her a text. Be <sighs> like, hey, this is uh, two weeks late, but I uh, appreciate you. And do that because... Uh, this weird podcast told you to. Um, but other than that, let us know what you thought. Let us know what your mom thinks of Quinog. Go go and hang out with her and pitch Quinog to your mom. Oh my god. And uh, let us know. And the best way to do that would probably be through an email. Um, or through any of our social media. But our email is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us there. Um, and if you have art for this character, again, I really like kind of the like, I don't know, gray... Kind of like the grayscale. Is that grayscale? Is that the word? Probably the best word. Yeah, you're the, the artist. Kind of, you're the one who took a color yeah, theory class. I was I was gonna say like monotone, but I don't know if that's exactly right. It's like it's kind of like there, there's a word for like all. It's not like black and white. I don't know. It's gonna. I think it's grayscale. Sure, let's go with the grayscale look <laughs> of uh, Quinog. That'd be cool to see written out. Um, and if you have any ideas for characters, we're always looking for suggestions there, as well as on our Discord. Uh, our Discord, you can get access to through our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash rngpc. Uh, we have different levels that get involved to give you different access to different channels on there to join our community and have chats and see when we're going live on our Twitch, which is where, we're, where we are recording this now we are at our twitch which is twitch.tv slash rngpc underscore so underscore pc i apologize um so twitch.tv slash rngp rng underscore pc there it is got it right third time um if you want to come see all the fun little outtakes and audio miscues <laughs> that potentially happen and how we have to deal with it as well as this time i kind of liked the exploring of the voice we did before we got into the rp um it was mainly just them heckling me and begging me to please not do it exactly like <laughs> that, but i did change a little bit you did um that's always fun on Twitch. Uh, and then what are our other social medias, Nate? I've been talking too much. Um, we've got Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, which are RNG underscore PC. Um, and we also mm-hmm. have a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. You can just search, uh, sh- wow. search RNG PC there as well. Um, and that's all of our that's all of our social medias. Um, wow. We are also on, you know, obviously, as you know, because you're listening to us, we're on pretty much every podcast platform. If you do happen to be listening to us on Apple iTunes, you can follow, subscribe, and leave us a review. The reviews are super helpful when it comes to Apple iTunes algorithm for other people to find us and enjoy our show, as well as we will read your review on air right here. It's been yeah. a while since Insert. we've gotten a new review, but uh, drop us one. We'll say your name, say pretty much whatever, and then yeah. uh, you can even. Right this would be a good thing for your mom to do also, um, if you want her to like just on her phone going she's got it if she's got an iphone she's got the app on there you can't delete it it's one of those things that's always there yeah look it up just <laughs> just have her do that um and yeah no i think that's it also if you want to play quinog or get all of his details and stuff that is available through our patron um patreon if you go there um you can request uh this character sheet and we would gladly make it and send it over for you to have all this info in one spot if you weren't taking notes the whole time if you were good for you good on you you did it yeah um, but other than that, I think we're done. 
Yeah, I yeah. think that's all she wrote. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know who she is, but this is everything she's written. Yeah, we gotta. I feel like you're. Oh my god. I don't know what's going on. Hello, Jake. Did I find you? Are you in there? Oh fuck. We have to go. Okay, uh, everyone. Hello. Okay, um, thank you for watching and listening. And before Ultraman gets in through my door, he's getting angrier. Remember to keep rolling. I'm here!